four. Recording. All right, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, good afternoon. Shalom, Shanti, and peace be each and every one of you. We are very excited to host our sixth episode of the One Love Podcast with our incredible co-host, Chaplain Julian. And today we have a headliner guest known as Les. And uh, not only he is humorous and funny and positive, but his story will blow you away. So we're looking forward for his inspiration today. Les, welcome to the show. Thank you. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, Habib and uh, Chaplain Julian. Thank you. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good middle of the night, whatever time it is when you're listening to this. Hopefully you have a coffee in hand, because I know I do. Um, sit back and you'll get to meet my friend Les, who I've known for a little while now. Um, we've had lots and lots of Zoom chats, so it's, it's fun to now uh, be officially interviewing you, Les. Um, but one thing I will share with you, um, be prepared to laugh but at the same time, be prepared to be encouraged um, because Les is, um, you know, I was saying to him earlier today, when, I, when I'm having a tough day, I can always send him an email and, and count on a response from him that is going to remind me that there's plenty to be grateful for, even whenever we're going through hard times. So um, as Habib alluded to, his, his uh, story is, is nothing short of mind blowing. So I'm not sure how much of it he's going to have a chance to share with us today. We might have to have him on for another session. Um, but I will stop talking and give the, the floor to you, Les. So thank you in advance for, for giving us thank your time Thank you today. for uh, setting the bar so high. Um, as far as um, mind blowing goes, I guess, yeah, maybe um, in the um, in the minds of others um, who have heard some of what um, I've um I've encountered or I've experienced in my uh, life so far, um, much of which um, uh, greatest experiences and, and um, I guess um, challenges and life um, altering um, uh, moments have been in the past three years. I, um, I'll start it here. Um, I don't come from a uh, okay. well Welcome, welcome. Uh, thank you, Les, and we're happy to hear where you're calling from and what was your childhood like? Oh, okay. So if you want to start there, um, I had a pretty good upbringing um, as far as um, family goes, um, mostly being um, my mom. My mom played the role of both uh, mom and dad. Um, my birth father um, left out um, when I was eight months, uh, put me in the hospital, and um, yeah. So that was my uh, my experience with my uh, my my birth father. Um, not a very um, I guess memorable one. Um, supposed to be an eight months old, but um, from what I can recollect, it, um, it wouldn't have gotten any better. Um, moving right along, um, my mother did um, actually um, marry uh, a gentleman by the name of Derek. Won't get into last names or whatever, but in any case, um, he ended up being. Um, somebody I guess that uh, my mom felt would be a, uh, a good role model and father figure for, for myself, um, my older sister as well. And um, that just turned out to be uh, all the wrong thing because he was a uh, raging alcoholic, um, you know, to my mom until uh, years down the road. 
when his true colors showed. So, uh, yeah, um, not a very pleasant childhood when he was around. But outside of that, I would say for the most part, we all made the best of it. Um, I had lots of friends in school, enjoyed sports, that kind of thing. You know, I was well liked. I, um, you know, I like to, um, you know, uh, I guess uh, entertain people. You know, I wasn't so much a class clown, but I, I like to, um, to make people smile and laugh. So I, I guess I had a, uh, a knack for that. Um, but at the, at the same time, uh, I guess I, I hit a lot of my, um, my pain and suffering and emotional scars, um, you know, go, growing up. And um, if anybody's, um, you know, sitting there saying, wow, I've got lots of that. And um, yeah, it's, um, it's something that, um, you know, you, you actually don't realize and, um, and uh, address until you're later on in your, uh, in, in your adult life when you understand life a little bit better and perhaps even maybe uh, understand who you are as a um, as a person um male female what what uh, what have you but um yeah i um you know I, I guess i don't regret my um my early childhood but i certainly wish that um things could have went um you know a different way for not just me but but for you know for my family too my my sisters and brother um well my half brother and uh yeah you know i um i made the best of it and uh, moving right along, uh, basically um, started spirit, uh, experimenting with drugs when I was uh, about 15 years old. Um, you know, the uh, marijuana, hashish and stuff like that. You know, a little bit of drinking. Wasn't a big drinker. Didn't um, really like it because I was living with an alcoholic at, at the time. And um, yeah, so uh, I managed to, um, to, you know, keep my grades up and, uh, you know, play sports and you know, have relationships with, um, with people and females and stuff. And, um, yeah. Do you uh, have a, do you remember, do you remember, Les, do you remember a story that is outstanding during your teenage years? Um, I would have to say as far as my teenage girl, well, I mean, you know what, lots of close calls. I was quite the risk taker, a daredevil, you know, I enjoyed, um, anything that had a motor. So, you know, I had dirt bikes and, uh, skidoos and, you know, uh, the, you know, the minute I started to earn a dollar, I mean, I started working when I was 14, you know, part time after school and in the summers and stuff. Um, I, you know, I, 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 I guess you could say I knew the um, or respected the value of a dollar at a, at a young age. But, um, you know, I was also a, um, uh, I guess, um, uh, very um, happy to give it away as well. <laughs> very generous. So to speak, very I, good. That's I, very I good. earned a lot, you know, and, um, you know, I, um, you know, I had some good times as far as things go. I, I guess you could say um, early on in, in childhood, I would say probably when I was 18, um, I had uh, started, I, I had gotten addicted to uh, cocaine and uh, my biggest experience there was that um, I uh, got into a couple of um, automobile accidents, um, not injuring anybody else, um, just myself, uh, you know, minor, but it could have been a lot worse. I know that. I mean, especially when the car rolled over a few times. Um, outside of that, um, I, um, I tried to commit suicide when I was 18. So, yeah, that was a pretty memorable uh, time for myself and, and those close to me. 
um, you know, right. I just try. Well, try. that's good. That your, your story there is definitely an inspiration for a lot of people, young people, especially these days with a high suicide rate. Um, so tell us a bit about what led you to incarceration. Okay, so um, leading up to, to, to that, um, I'll, I guess I'll skip over the fact that I started my own business. After I, I tried to, um, you know, off myself, I, I realized I had a, um, a, a um, an addiction problem. And I was fortunate enough to go to um, Chicago, Illinois, um, Parkside Lisbon General Hospital for a 28-day uh, program. I came out of there um, a new man. And, um, you know, I was... Uh, you know, well on my way to, um, you know, to, to uh, being the person I uh, had always uh, dreamt and wanted to be. Got married, had a beautiful child, had a very prosperous business. And um, boom, all of a sudden, I, um, you know, I'm blindsided with a, a partner who um, took me for a quarter million dollars. And uh, from there, I, um, I, I slipped back you know, down the road of... Um, of uh, drugs and, um, you know, and oblivion, um, hiding it from everybody, of course, because I, um, you know, I, I just uh, thought I could, uh, you know, I could get over it. It was just a, you know, it was just a slip. You know, I relapsed. I, I knew all about the program inside and out. So, um, like I said, fast forward, that's for another time. Moving on to the incarceration time. Okay, so, um, yeah, my wife and I split after... Uh, many years of uh, beautiful um, um, love and marriage and, um, you know, healthy um, uh, family um, um, upbringing with my daughter and everything. And um, I let the business go. I um, basically, well, basically what I did was I liquidated, paid off all my creditors so that I knew that one day again, if I was able to get back on my feet and get my head on straight, I would be able to walk with my head high and, and I didn't burn any bridges. Were you um, actively using again at that point, Les? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Off, like, so, so I slipped when I was, like I said, after 15 years of sobriety, um, I, uh, you know, I had a, a, a relapse and I was in and out, in and out. But for the most part, you know, I wasn't out. I was more in than out. Um, but you, you were know, hiding I, it from people, right? That was the thing. Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, because I, um, because I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't the binge guy, you know, I didn't go for a week and never, you wouldn't know where I was. I was um, a very um, functioning user, a functioning addict, you know, at the time. Um, and, and like, you know, because I, I had a lot of responsibilities and a lot of um, people that, um, you know, that, that relied on me and, and uh, cared about me. Nevertheless, um, it, it takes control after a while, especially if you, uh, you know, um, allow it to. You know, that's how it's a, a cunning and patient disease. Yeah, right? yeah, it's cunning and patient, waiting to pounce. Yeah. So basically, in 2018, um, I had started to get things, you know, moving. Well, actually, it was more like 2016, 2017 into 2018. I, you know, I was back working, you know, um, building up, uh, you know, um, partnerships and, you know, and, and um, you know, uh, clientele and stuff, you know, in the, in the uh, custom home. Um, uh, building, um, you know, construction and, and stuff like that. And I was doing very well as, as far as things could go. Um, but at the same time, I had um, allowed myself to, um, to, to uh, basically let other um, 
people into into my um, into my life that technically, well, you know, not even technically, that really shouldn't have been there. You know, um, you know, people people see that you're doing good, and uh, you know, and you know, and you're dabbling in this and that. For the most part, anyways, I got involved with um, with a uh, you know a very well known gang. Didn't know too much about that, but in any case, that's what it ended up being. I um, I was uh, you know um, holding uh, guns for, uh, for for a certain somebody, and you know the whole time there's a um, you know a um, project something or other going on under under my nose, and you know I um, but the whole time I was saying to myself. What are you doing? You know, you got you got so, so much you going for you. You got sucked into this. Well, not crazy. not so much sucked in. It was kind of like you know what, like what can happen? You know, like you know they're they're in my you know in my possession, so to speak, and you know locked away. Like I mean, I mean really locked away. It wasn't like you know some poor innocent child could come along and you know pick up this you know illegal firearm you know because there was no way to so you, you felt invincible invincible you felt there's invincible. the one yeah yeah superman uh you know had taken over my life and uh you know i just you know i just thought that uh you know what it's just for a little while and you know and then you know then i help that person out and they'll be thankful and you know let's move on right so but that didn't happen uh 2018 uh june 20th uh there was a knock at the door and uh yeah, 15 ATF officers came and uh, that was it. Um, that was a day of reckoning. You know, I, uh, I was uh, arrested and uh, never seen the light of day again until 2020. Um, sorry, I'm getting a little choked up because. No. Um, yes. Yeah, sorry to hear that. Yeah. You know, Julian, you can, uh, Julian, can, um, can you maybe go into a bit of his. Uh, the spiritual journey then what was it um, like well I, I don't want to speak for his spiritual journey right now but i will tell you that um he is one of the most spiritual people i've ever met um the first time that we met bless you just mentioned that we didn't see light of day again when when we met i remember it was a bright and sunny day and we our first chat was at a picnic table outside yeah. in the courtyard and we, I felt like I had talked to this man a bazillion times before. Like, I think we talked for a good half hour and you were on your way to someplace. And, you know, um, lots of times when people are on their way to someplace, they uh, don't have time to stop and talk to the chaplain, which is fine, right? You just got out of prison. You've got things you need to do. I totally get that. We can reschedule. And I remember you were very like, no, no, we're here now. Let's talk now. And we had a great talk. And um, right from that day, you, you impressed upon me that you, yeah, you'd been through some tough stuff, but you were looking at it that, you know what, moving forward because you can't go backward. Yeah. <laughs> and well, um, and we, we connected, you know, a few times, but you were very busy when you got out of the house. You didn't waste any time, that's for sure. You were out reconnecting with your family, um, you know, got a job. Doing well, I had a job things. waiting, yeah. I was... Uh, I was quite, um, you know, uh, eager to, um, you know, to get these things, um, you know, uh, started and in place. And but, but of course, and and I and I, um, I love the fact that you you remember distinctively that I didn't just uh, brush it off for another day, and that I did stop and, um, you know, take the time to, um, you know, to speak with you and get to uh, 
you know, know um, what it is that, um, that you do and, um, you know, and how you could be of, um, you know, some support um, to me, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I wasn't trying to be selfish, but uh, certainly, you know, that's um, definitely what, uh, what you do best, uh, Julianne. And uh, yeah, I can never thank you enough. So moving forward. Uh, yeah. I mean, if, um, if push comes to shove, you know, it's people like you, Julianne, who, um, you know, who will be there, um, you know, to pick up the, uh, the pieces of, uh, you know, broken, uh, broken dreams and broken lives. Right. So it's important to have uh, those um, types of, uh, or those sort of people, you know, in your corner rooting for you. Um, you know, and, and I guess the, um, the biggest thing for me, um, and even now is, um, is transparency, you know, being um, accountable, you know, and, um, and being open and honest about uh, who I am and what, uh, you know, what, uh, what I need and where I'm going and, you know, and what I can offer to, uh, you know, to, to not just to myself to, to better myself, but to help others as well along the way. Um, I'm sorry, I, I didn't mean to um, break down on you there for yeah. a minute. But you know what? all emotions are good. Because, yeah, um, stop feeling things. That's when yeah, everyone gets sick. One of the key, um, things I, I wanted to, to, to state to, um, to you guys um, was that, um, you know, prior to me being arrested that day, I had, I had um, started to reconnect with, um, with Christ in my own way. Um, you know, much like I am here today, you know, in, in my, um, you know, in my room and, and um, you know, speaking with you guys through this Zoom, um, you know, I used to pray and ask um, for, for forgiveness and for help. Mostly it was the help. And, and I didn't feel good about only coming to, you know, to, to our God, to our Christ, to our, our maker, you know, in times of need. I felt, I felt really um, wrong doing that. But, but I, I just needed direction. I needed guidance. I just, you know, I wanted so badly to, to be clean. I wanted so badly to be doing the right thing. But, but I mean, with all my knowledge and wisdom and experience, I couldn't figure it out for the life of me, you know? And I thought, you know, and, and I kept hearing this little thing in the back of my head. Well, you know, you keep this up, you're going to be going to uh, a place you don't want to be going. And um, maybe, you know, maybe that's what you need. And I said, no way, that's not for anybody. But uh, you know what? As God is my witness, that's exactly what did it for me. And um, I'm not, um, you know, um, praising uh, incarceration or jails or prisons by no stretch of the imagination. But um, certainly it was the pivotal point of my um, turning my life around and um, being exactly where I am today. And, um, and and being uh, clean and sober. So let's have uh, your let's thank you for uh, being vulnerable and sharing with us. And uh, a one quote comes to mind is that tough times do not last, but tough people do last. So you definitely have a story of overcoming tragedy and challenges. Do yeah. you remember a story specifically while you were incarcerated, where you were challenged deeply and you overcame it? Oh, of course. Um, one of the first challenges I, um, I encountered was the fact that being new to the, um, to, to the uh, system, I mean, literally, I mean, I, you know, I'd done, you know, a weekend here and, you know, I, I don't seem like I'd always gotten off um, easy when it came to, uh, you know, getting uh, paying um, my um, penance. 
to uh, to society for breaking the law along the way before in prison. Um, I always did like the uh, weekends, and then I even like they even gave me like um, you know where you work or you volunteer for the weekends. So you know I did my entire you know uh, six months, nine months, whatever it is that I, I had in front of me, always um, pretty lightly as far as um, I was concerned. But I was always grateful for it. Um, outside of that, though, um, when, when I went to the um, to the Toronto South Detention Center for the first time, I was put in with the um, Guns and Gang um, uh, unit with uh, with a lot of guys who, uh, you know, it was like, wow, that was a, that was an eye opener. But nevertheless, um, because of the fact that I, um, you know, I uh, was street smart enough to, uh, you know, to respect others. And to know the, uh, you know, the rules are the rules and you go by the rules that, um, you know, I was, um, I was okay, you know, in, in that way. But um, I found my biggest trouble uh, problem was I didn't have a lawyer and um, somebody suggested a lawyer. He's the best guy to go with. Yeah. 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 Well, that uh, turned into a nightmare for me. And um, yeah, I uh, fought for eight months to, uh, you know, to, to um, get rid of this guy and have a new lawyer because he was, uh, he was the, the uh, dump truck, as you call it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's what the guys were saying. Oh, Nobody man, wants you, a dump truck. For well, a yeah, you have, a, you have a dump truck. And I said, how did I get a dump truck? Like, you know, and it's the way the system is, right? So, you know, um, for those of you who don't already know and uh, might find yourself in that situation, by, uh, by all means, I, uh, I, I tell you, make sure that um, you know who you're signing on with, because um, if, they're, if your best interest isn't their best interest, well, then you know what? You're going to find yourself in a bad way. And, mm -hmm. I, and I mean that, uh, yeah. truthfully, you know, I... Um, That's a very, very interesting uh, lesson. I want us to go back to Julian. Julian, now it's uh, Lent has begun and there's a time of fasting and forgiveness and prayers and you know better. Is there any story, is there any lessons coming out from less story uh, during this time of Lent? I think, um, I mean, he didn't get to the, to the part of his story that is maybe some of the most interesting part. Um, and I, I don't want to tell his story, but Right now, um, Les is recovering from a, a workplace accident, and um, he has had a lot of time to sit and, and reflect. And when I think about Lent, um, often people assume Lent is, oh, yeah, that's whenever you give up chocolate for 40 days, or that's whenever you, you know, give up something. Um, that's part of it, but truly, um, it's, it's a period of, of reflection and thought and, and um, preparing ourselves for um, Easter, which is, you know, on the horizon and all that comes along with that. And um, so as far as Les's story goes, and one thing that I've been really impressed with, he, he hasn't been in that. When did you leave the halfway house? Quite a while ago. Um, yeah, basically, um, uh, my accident was on uh, Ju July the 14th. And that was the, uh, basically the last time I was there. Right. You know, because and so was, we've, uh, we've connected, I would say more since you left the halfway house than whenever you were here. Um, you think that'd be yeah. fair to say? Absolutely. Yeah. 
um, email and, and Zoom chats and whatnot. And um, I think I mentioned it before, but one thing that has really impressed me about Les is his commitment to really spending time with the Lord and spending time in prayer and recognizing that no matter what you're going through, if you're going through it, God knows and he is there when you need help. And I hope Leslie, that you still don't feel um, uncomfortable about going to him and asking him for help. Absolutely um, not. Because uh, uh, no, I think I, you, you taper I, that I very well with being grateful. Yeah. Uh, every I've, time I've I get an email from you, you're praising the Lord. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, in, you know what? In the past like six months, in such a short span of time, I've been able to, um, to, to understand uh, as more than I've ever in my entire life about who Christ is and who I am. And, um, you know, the, the, uh, you know, the, uh, the scripture and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's not about going around and, you know, uh, preaching the gospel to people, but it's about, you know, um, loving yourself and, and loving your, uh, your creator, you know, because he, uh, he loves you unconditionally, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's, um, so Les, could you share with us uh, what happened uh, that uh, took you uh, in your current situation at, uh, at, at home? And uh, maybe you have a spiritual um, experience during that time, especially well, uh, with COVID. Everybody seems oh, to be having yeah. a spiritual experience with the lockdown. Yeah, well, that's, that's, um, that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, as far as like my experience with um, you know, the accent stuff, if, if it's okay, I, I, I'd like to talk about that in, in, um, in another session because there's a lot that surrounds that that leads me up to today. But I guess in a nutshell, as far as um, things go, um, since my accident, um, you know, I um, basically um, have never lost um, sight of hope. And um, I, I feel that um, to be um, positive-minded which is, isn't the easiest thing to do for anybody, um, no matter who you are. Um, yes. I feel that it, it's the, the key to, um, you know, to break in the, um, the, the um, anger and the frustration and the loneliness and the, um, you know, the uncertainty and all that. You know, if you can just think in a positive way, every positive um, can, uh, or negative can be turned into a positive. I know it's, it's hard to explain, but um, just, you know, just by being, um, being positive minded about everything, even the shittiest stuff, pardon the language, but yeah, even the worst of stuff is, um, you know, can be, can be, uh, turned into a, a positive, you know, and, um, you know, hopefully next time, um, we, we, we uh, we do this, I can, um, I can give you lots of examples of that. Um, as far as like, uh, telling my story about the accident and, um, you know, how that's transpired me into, um, you know, to being a, uh, um, an inspirational, um, person to my, uh, to my family and friends and, um, how I, um, I use, uh, negative and, and bad situations, um, to turn, uh, turn them into positive, uh, realities and, um, you know, and outcomes, you know, but you know what, Les? It takes, so you sound like the guy that uh, when he's giving lemon and you add sugar, you make lemonade. 
<laughs> well, well, I won't say I turn water into wine because that's a that's a big uh, tall order. And I know there's only one guy that did that, uh, you know. So, but um, no, certainly I, um, you know, I uh, I don't mind, um, you know, saying that uh, you know I um, I have um, an ambition and a desire to um, you know to change uh, not just myself but uh, the world around me. If if uh, you know if it's one person at a time. You know, and, and I and my biggest um, my biggest tool or my you know in my in the toolbox is uh, is the Lord. Mm. You, know? you know what though, Les, I do want to commend you because what what you're talking about it does take courage and it takes commitment. Like it, we talk about that looking at the positive side of things, and it um, you you've managed to do that, but you've gotten there after looking through it, some of the hard stuff. Like you you waded through some of the trauma and those things um because i think sometimes people can look at the positive side of things um but really just kind of be doing it with their head in the sand right like they're not yeah. being real um and and then it's it's not sustainable right you, that you're gonna burn out eventually because you can well, you know, pretend it's, it's that about, it's funny for so long but yeah and it's about being honest with with yourself first off you know like you know you can um you can lie to yourself all you like but in the end, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's the truth and, and reality, you know, and realism that, um, you know, that shines through, right? Like, like I said, my, my daughter is, is once again, is one of my biggest inspirations. You know, I, I, I she, she, I actually, um, told her more than once that, um, I'm living my dreams through her, you know, that, um, you know, that she's my, my biggest, um, you know, my biggest star in my, in my sky, right? Like, just like, wow. Hopefully one day you can, uh, you can meet her too, uh, um, Habib and, um, and your family and uh, Julianne as well. I mean, it's just, um, you know, it's, it's remarkable to be able to have, um, you know, people who's, who's so close to you be, uh, be a biggest part of your life, you know, in your, um, in your times of uh, hurt and shame and sorrow and, um, you know, and, um, and sadness, right? So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that, Leslie. Did Thank you, you so much. Your, your story is, is incredibly inspiring. If you had to speak to a young man or a young woman today directly who is thinking about crime, was thinking about addiction, who may be thinking they cannot handle their trauma, what would you say to them? Well, I would say that um, first off, I um, I've been there. I know that place. Um, I've been there more often than uh, I like to admit. Um, it's a sad, it's a lonely, um, hurtful place. You know, even when um, you know the t times seem to be uh, at their best, and you're making dollar bills, and you know, and uh, you know, you you don't have a care in the world. You know, um, at the end of the day, you know, uh, look in that mirror. And ask yourself if, uh, you know, if you truly, truly like what you're doing and who you are, you know, and that if, um, you know, would, uh, you know, would your, uh, your loved one um, who's uh, is sober and, and um, righteous or, or um, clean be uh, happy about what you're doing, you know, so, you know, just... Um, don't just think about yourself. You always have to think about, um, I think, the children, you know, even if we are children, 
who are, are in these um, situations and, you know, and lifestyles, we grow up to be adults and, um, you know, it's, it's the children that need our, our direction or our, our, um, you know, our uh, help and knowledge and um, guidance, you know? So, yeah. you know, it's not just all about today. There's, um, there's always going to be a tomorrow. Yeah. The man, look, the man in the mirror, a very yeah. good analogy. Yeah. Very good. Thank you. Thank you. Very uh, Julia, I'll, I'll hand it over to you and we will have a part, parting word from left as we're about to close our sixth episode of the One Love Podcast hosted by Habib Ali and Chaplin yeah, Julian. God bless you. Thank you so much for uh, having me join you today. It's uh, very, uh, very warm into my heart. Thank you. Oh, Les, thank you. I'm, I'm, it's always a pleasure to spend time with you. Your, your gentle, honest approach to life um, it, it is inspiring. And I'm not saying that lately. It really is. I mean, you only share just a little bit of it. You really are a man who has walked through fire and and uh, have come out and still, you know, with a smile on your face and sometimes a tear in your eye, but it's beautiful because emotions, we got to feel them, right? That's, that's the yeah. only way to get through them is to feel them. And um, whenever we don't feel them, we're really missing out because we don't get to pick which ones we feel and which ones we don't. So it's better to embrace it all and to realize that, um, you know, like, like you were saying to that, to that young person, it's not just about today. It is about tomorrow. Right. And so when you're going through a hard time today, even though tomorrow's not promise, you can get through it. Right. You can get through it. And um, Absolutely. before I, there's one quote that I wanted to share. And I also just wanted to um, how, how much sobriety do you have under your belt now, Les? If you can share with us. Oh boy, I'm coming up on three years. Wow. wow. Can I tell you that's amazing? Yeah, what well, it'll be uh, three years in um, June uh, 20th. <laughs> oh, there you go. Yeah, the, day of, the day of yeah. reckoning, which yeah, sometimes yeah. things have to die for new life to. Yeah, I was wise and, and um, you know, I had had enough, anyways. I, I wasn't getting into the, you know, the. Um, hiding the cigarettes and drugs or whatever you can get in when you're inside, like forget about it, you know, Yeah. just, uh, that's just more pain and suffering for yourself. Right. So no, no, I, uh, I wanted well, to, been... and I started and here we are. Right. Well, there's been, been beauty from the ashes of, of that day of June 20th, just on the oh, heels of Ash really. Wednesday. We'll say there was Absolutely. beauty on the day of that reckoning, but, I just wanted to share a, a quote that I stumbled upon recently by Maya Angelou. Beautiful. It says, let gratitude be the pillow upon which you kneel to say your nightly prayer. And let faith be the bridge you build to overcome evil and welcome good. So, I like that. Thank you. Thank you. Abibi, you have closing words? And I'm glad that you quoted Maya Angelou. This is Black History Month, and it's just good to have such a uh, an incredible woman. Oh, she should be quoted every month. <laughs> so, this, um, again, I want to say thank you, Les, and um, and I wish you healing and uh, and best of luck for everything forward. Thank you. And uh, you will be going forward, no doubt about it. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this is our sixth episode of the One Love Podcast. 
I greet you with peace and love and uh, shalom shanti and salam alaikum. And uh, we'll catch you again. Thank you. One love, folks. One love. Yeah, I'll just finish off say one love, one heart. Give thanks and praise to the Lord and I will feel all right. Thank you. Ooh. Ooh.